0: hey everyone welcome to what in the world my name is jake lee and i am your host or co-host for today's episode Uh, i get the opportunity to take a little bit of a step back as shannon is gonna run with the interview and if you haven't uh, listened to the first couple episodes of the season go back and listen to those uh where uh, i interview shannon and introduce her so you get to learn a little bit more about her heart and her background And she, this season and moving forward, hopefully, is going to be doing lots of interviews. um, And I'll continue doing interviews as well. But this is Shannon's first full interview. So let's listen
1: in. Hello, this is Shannon Olson. And I am here today, my very first time hosting the What in the World podcast. And I am very excited to have Paco Cajon, our pastor of Elmbrook and Espanol Paco welcome
2: thank you thank you
1: <laughs> so good to have you here Paco actually Absolutely. offices with us here at Elmbrook and I was talking to Paco last week he was sharing um, sadly about the passing of his father but as he was doing that just sharing some really interesting um, just cultural background about his family uh, he's from Guatemala but I'm gonna let him share much more about that. Before we begin, Paco, as I've already mentioned, uh, I'm going to ask you if you have a cultural blunder (laughs) (laughs) that you would like to share with us and anything else that you want to say by way of introduction.
2: Well, uh, my Paco is a nickname. So my My real name, my legal name, let's say it (laughs) is Francisco. So all the Franciscos in Latin America they call him either Paco or Pancho. Remember Francisco Villa, Pancho Villa from Mexico. Oh yeah. So uh, he's calling Pancho, but his real name was Francisco. So uh, my mom called me Paquito, Paco since I was little. So you know, I I better know. I you know everybody knows me as Paco. So. Uh, have troubles because one of the first, uh, how do you call it, blunders?
1: blunder yes. <laughs> blunders. It's one of those weird yeah, one, words. One of those <laughs> is,
2: uh, for example, my first payment here in this country was under Paco. <laughs> so I tried to cash that check and I couldn't because that was not my legal <laughs> name oh, at all. Oh, no! <laughs> <laughs> so when I, in the bank, they said, but you're Francisco. And this is Paco. Yeah, but same same last name, you know, so... And the other one that was, uh, uh, yeah, that was kind of like um, a little bit of, you know, a shame of me because, you know, in Latin America, when we greet um, men, we greet with the hand, right? That's a handshake. Mm-hmm. But when you greet uh, women, you kiss in the cheek.
1: Ooh, okay. so
2: when when we were here you know uh, Jenny introduced me her friends are trying to kiss them. <laughs> yeah, that wasn't a, a good idea you know so oh. I can see people's reaction that they were uncomfortable with <laughs> me. <laughs> And Jenny, no, 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 wait, 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 this is a greeting. This is our greeting in Guatemala, you know, so.
1: They for- were like, who's this guy that Jenny has ended up with here? I don't know. I know, like, uh,
2: <laughs> who's this guy doing? But yeah, so that's one of the experience, sad experiences that I, you know, had here in the States.
1: So something I've picked up as you shared that that cultural I, blunder, <laughs> a, a new word, the word of the day for you is <laughs> yes, it yes. seems like um, in Guatemala it's, The word that's coming to my mind is demonstrative, that you're a very um, expressive culture. Is that fair to say?
2: Oh, yeah. We hug. We, you know, like, uh, well, people call here my space. We don't have that, you know, (laughs) like we hug. We are a very, you know, I I guess physical touches or, you know, is one of our, our biggest uh, a- affection, you know mm-hmm. how to how we we affect or or you know or love for you, you know, like uh, the proper touch, of course, you know. So, mm-hmm. uh, but here, I mean, you um, you know, people here in America, they have your personal space, mm-hmm. which you know, like we we are not, um, yeah, we don't have that in, <laughs> in Guatemala, you know. So, yeah.
1: Yeah. So that must be a hard adjustment. Yeah. We in America, we really like our personal space. And and, and that explains (laughs) a lot um, about how it was not an issue for you at all when you first started uh, working at James Place (laughs) and had to share a desk (laughs) with me. Yeah. That's a true story. That's
2: a true story. Next to the bathroom, by the way.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. We've come a long way since then, right, Paco? Yes. Okay. (laughs) So Paco, how long have you been at Elmbrook Church, and how long have you been um, pastor at Elmbrook in Espanol?
2: Yes, I I came to this country in 2009 and uh, I started to work, um, yeah, like a right away for for, for Embrook. And I was working in that, you know, different areas, uh, but uh, I started in James Place in 2009. Yeah. And then um, moving forward, 2015, Embrook called me to be. The uh, campus pastor for the, you know, for the Embracing Espanol um, congregation. So they called me into fa- two th- 2015. That was a special year because at the time that they call, they call me, I, um, I also become a citizen. Yeah, oh, and uh, actually, wonderful. immigration services, uh, James Place Immigration Services. They they did all my my paperwork. <laughs> so and also at the same time there was my birthday. So kind of there was kind of like a like a awesome trifecta, you know?
1: <laughs> Ooh, trifecta. <laughs> true. Yeah, that's a great word. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so
2: um, so I, I have the privilege to be a pastor since uh, two, thousand fifteen, mm. so uh, um until today, you know, it's how many years? Uh, what six years? Yeah. Yeah, and uh, in two thousand sixteen, we launched en, en Español, and uh, we are in a small congregation, probably 90, 90, 95 people from thirteen different different nationalities. So it's it's an amazing um, amalgama that we have mm-hmm. on Sundays on, on the Barker Campus.
1: You know, and that alone you know, a lot of us would hear Elberg and Español and think, oh, there, you know, might be, you know, people from Mexico, yeah. you know, maybe some Central America. But even just now to say there's 13 different nationalities is is a surprise to me.
2: It's, it's a surprise for everyone because um, so, so many, I mean, some of the people say, like, uh, it's only from Mexico, like, you know, mm-hmm. but... Uh, but no, I mean we have people from all over Latin America. Maybe the people that they, they don't know that we are not uh, like a monocultural people, but we are, you know, like a we have an explosion of cultures in our in our in our in our campus. Um, people th- think that just for the fact that we speak Spanish that we are monocultural, but Spanish work like umbrella, you know, uh, united. Uh, I mean, the language uh, cover what unites as a people, but also cover a lot of uh, differences between mm-hmm. um, between our countries. Mm-hmm. So I'm from Guatemala and that we have expressions and culture, things that are unique for my country, mm-hmm. but that are different from Mexico, Venezuela, Bolivia. So the challenge that we have, well, that I have every time when I preach, I need to use a neutral Spanish, you know, trying to use words that, you know, make sense to everyone in mm-hmm. Latin America. Mm-hmm. So it's it's awesome. It's a great ministry, you know, challenges, but... Uh, it's it's a great um, congregation that we have there.
1: Mm-hmm. I, I, I appreciate all of that that you've just shared. And just, a I guess, a shout out to anybody listening. I've actually attended and Español a couple of times. I'm, I'm not bilingual, but <laughs> when you go, you have translators and yes. you can wear a headset. And part of that was because you had uh, couples or families that would come where one was bilingual and one wasn't. And so I love that you removed that barrier
2: Absolutely my wife is American she grew up here in Brookfield Wisconsin so and I guess many of the families that are you know like American Latino they identify with us because they saw uh, they saw us you know so and they they, they decide to come to, to come and uh, and uh, yeah some some of the pa- spouses they 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 don't they don't speak the language I mean the Spanish so we have the need to have you know that translation yeah. that translation yeah
1: yeah, so there's so much that goes into it behind the scenes, and it's such yes. a great, great ministry. <laughs> yes, Franco. indeed. So transitioning here a little bit, uh, you hit on this. You're, you know, obviously, you're not monocultural just because you speak the same language, but as you were talking, even within Guatemala, there's differences. And you you talked about your last name Cajon, and the significance, even that that you kept that name. Can you? Sh- just talk to me a little Absolutely. bit about that.
2: Um, well, Latin America, uh, we have uh, we have a, a, everything. is his history, you know. Uh, we were conquered. Uh, some some people say that we discovered, but actually we were conquered mm-hmm. by you know by um, by Christopher Columbus and everything. But um, in Latin America, well, here we have an issue between black and white. In Latin America, we have the issue between indigenous and uh, and uh, and what we call in Ladinos, which is a mix of uh, Spaniard and indigenous. Okay. So uh, I come from an indigenous family. Um, actually, my my grandparents from from my dad's side, they spoke one uh, one of the two different languages that Guatemala has. Mm. And um, my parent, my my grandparents, in order to, they say to protect, you know, I I I say between quotes here, you know, to protect my 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 mm. my dad and my uncles, they they never taught that kind of you know the language, you know, they call them Cachiquel. so they 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 spoke just in Spanish, but the thing is, uh, most of the the ladinos, you know, the mestizos, the the mix between. Spaniard and um, and and indigenous. Right now, they discriminate uh, to the indig- indigenous. You know, mm. they um, immediately when they see any connection with uh, with a person with the indigenous, they, they 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 come, you know. Uh, they have stereotypes, mm-hmm. uh, meaning that, you know, if uh, they say, uh, they, if uh, they saw a last name, indigenous last name in a person, immediately they will say, oh, he's not smart enough. Mm. He is, um, he's lazy. He maybe, uh, probably he or she don't, don't speak Spanish properly, you know. Mm-hmm. So, Cojón, it's, uh, it's indigenous last mm-hmm. name.
1: So right away in Guatemala, by using that last name, it's almost like that puts you at a disadvantage before you even, yeah someone even meets you, potentially.
2: Potentially, yeah. So uh, as a kid, I was kind of embarrassed on my last name, you know. Mm. so I, <laughs> I started using my, because in Latin America, we use also uh, uh, mom's last name too, okay. you know. So uh, I was calling Jos Francisco Orantes, you know. So <laughs> I know when I'm using even Juan, which is my first name. So yeah, it's, it's, it's been uh, for, for a teenager with indigenous roots, sometimes can be difficult, you know, to live in Guatemala. So we have, uh, I have, uh, so instead of embrace my, my indigenous roots, I start to mocking them, you know, mm. uh, I grew up like this, you know, I start to making jokes about indigenous people. Um, uh, I start to imitate in their voice because like I said, some, some of them, they, they cannot speak, I mean, a proper Spanish. So I start to, you know, mocking them. When a person that, we, with, that we, you are interacting with sometimes becomes stubborn, and, and uh, we call you're, you're Indio, you know, like uh, you are stubborn. So we start to, I'm start to, I started to use all these stereotypes, you know, mocking uh, mm. because of the way that I grew up, mm-hmm. you know.
1: When
0: mm-hmm. in the world? In 2008. Paco and Jenny Cajon came to America where Paco interned with Elmbrook Church, and during that time, he wrote a proposal. Jenny and him began to see a need in the surrounding community around Elmbrook. There were tons and tons of bilingual families uh, where maybe sometimes parents only spoke Spanish, but the children could speak both English and Spanish, and they needed a place to call home. And Paco and Jenny began to ask the question, what if? What if we could be a place where they could come, where we could have generations gather together, where you could have bilingual families um, from an evangelical background, a place they could call their church? A few years later, Paco was working for James Place Ministries and continued to do that for the next number of years. But this idea, this what if, continued to poke at him and Jenny's heart. And then in 2015, Elmbrook finally called Paco to be a pastor. And in 2016, Elmbrook and Espanol became Elmbrook's first Spanish-speaking campus. As they have grown over the years, we now see a vibrant church that's multicultural, multigenerational, and bilingual. And even more importantly, is a place where 13 different nationalities can gather to worship and praise God. Elbruck was fortunate enough that Paco came to Elmbrook to intern and wrote a proposal in two thousand and eight. and God used this proposal to start Elmbrook in espanol. This is Ben, when in the world?
2: so for my dad, it was very interesting. My dad last um, uh, my 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 dad died last two weeks. Uh, let's say <laughs> yeah, it was Mother's Day in Guatemala it was May tenth. And I remember. Um, when uh, he was saying goodbye, you know, to uh, my my siblings' spouses, he started to mention, you know, my sister's husband, and uh, he was grateful for him. And then he uh, says something about my brother's wife, and that uh, he says something to her. And then there was my wife's turn. You know, her name is Jenny, and uh, he says something that, uh, you know. I'll that was very profound for me to hear and uh, he says you know what say jenny thank you because she never never was ashamed of me and i was like uh, okay so can you you know like you, you know mm. can you elaborate on that <laughs> so uh, at this point my 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 dad was on you know on on bed he mm-hmm. he couldn't get up and uh, he was very sick and uh, he said there was one day that um, that Jenny, my wife, she's a teacher. There was a th- another teacher that call her and I said hey can you come to my classroom to talk about Guatemala because I'm mm-hmm. teaching about Guatemala and she said you know what I have something way better you know than me mm-hmm. I have my father-in-law <laughs> and that uh, he is a Guatemalan he is even Mayan he's indigenous and that's how cool is that and everyone in school was very very excited you know to have my dad there so Uh, The day came and, um, um, you know, my wife took my my dad to school and uh, she started to introduce him to, you know, to everyone. And uh, she was so excited to introduce my dad and my my dad. He never told that. That was two years ago, you know, uh, and uh, he never shared that with with us until his (laughs) last (laughs) days on earth, you know. But he says that he felt like a superstar that the cojón last name, when, he, when Jenny was introducing him to everyone, uh, Jenny with pride, he, she was saying that, you know, she, uh, uh, Emmanuel, this is my dad's name, Emmanuel is from Guatemala, he's an indigenous, he's Mayan, and that uh, he will share with us. But Jenny was saying with so proud, you know, that my dad felt like so honored. And for the first time probably in his life, the cojón last name, the Maya roots, uh, become rather to be something shameful, become something totally new and uh, with value, you know? And uh, my dad, when I shared that, started to cry, you know? And I was like, uh, wow, <laughs> you know, I, n- I never hear that, you know? And uh, interest- interesting enough, uh, I was uh, looking all my cousins, you know, on social media, and they never use the cojón last name. Only my brother and I we use that. You know, i Paco Aww. Cojón and Facebook, and cojón means music in, in in I think in 19 or those 22 languages that are official in Guatemala. So I did not
1: know that. I mean, I know <laughs> it's an instrument. So yeah. It, yeah. yeah, it's music.
2: You know, <laughs> so originally it's spelled K, and then an apostrophe. And then O J O M, cojom. Cojom. Cojom, yeah. So.
1: Um, it even sounds musical to say. <laughs>
2: yeah, cojom. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but um, yeah, so even even in Antigua Guatemala, which is an historical city in Guatemala, they have a museum called Casa Cojom, House mm. of Music, you know. So uh, that was very, you know. Um, It was awesome to hear that, you know. And uh, so the day when my dad passed, we were in charge of the funeral. And uh, on the bureau side, I did like a small reflection because my family... Was there, you know, my dad's family, my dad's side's family was there. And I told them, you know what, my grandfather, he was a pastor for over 50 years. He he le- leave a legacy, a spiritual legacy mm. that, that we had experienced until today, you know. So I explained to them, you know, my uh, abuelito Paco, which is Francisco, you know, my mm. grandfather also name is like me. He lived a leg- a spiritual legacy so rich that, you know, my cousins, even my, my kids, had experienced but also he lived a a cultural legacy with the cojón last name. So we need to, you know, like to be uh, thankful because, you know, because uh, in my family there were so many musicians, you know. I play guitar, I play bass, I I lead worship. My brother plays so many instruments and so many of my cousins and my family. I mean, the cojón last name is is not, you know, like a, it's not like, we have last name and that said is because actually the musical thing is in our DNA, you know? Mm. And, um, and I don't know why, you know, some of my cousins that are ashamed of that. So, yeah. So it's a lot to share, but basically, you know, like I, 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 I intend to write something about our roots as a Guatemalan and, uh, you know, refle- under uh, reflection on, on our Mayan indigenous roots, you know, mm-hmm. with that last name.
1: Paco, I, I'm i almost speechless. I, I just love that story. <laughs> I, I really <laughs> do. You. And and, and um, I hesitated to ask, you know, you if you wanted to be interviewed so, so soon after the passing of your father, but you know, as I was sitting there and you were sharing in the mission department, just, you know, you had gotten back and we're, we're just talking about what it was like. And when you shared that, you know, about the how important names are and just how that your your dad had almost kind of guarded that mm. in his heart. You know, I, I almost think about where it talks about in the Bible, yeah. like Mary treasured these things in her heart. Yep. It, you know the depth of that, like and the and the redemption in being able to not only be seen as equal, but to be almost exalted because you're a cajon. And it came, you know, it, it to my thinking, almost an unlikely place because I think in this country we're so focused on, you know that there's you know, the racism and just the issues that go with that, and those are there. But it here in America, too, there was this little, you know, story of, of kind of a maybe a sense of cultural redemption for your father.
2: Yes, yes. And, uh, yeah, he was, you know, like a, how that a white person start to, you know, like a, with pride, um, uh, introduce him, you know. And uh, he says with tears in his, in his eyes, like a me and an indigenous and a Mayan. You Know, like, uh, that gave me dignity. Uh, that was super cool to hear. So, small story too when uh, when uh, Jenny, I met my wife Jenny, she found out that our you know, legacy, last name, and everything. And uh, she told me, You're indigenous, and I th- I'm i not indigenous, mm. you know, like, so I immediately, I you know, like, a, no, 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 like, force of ra- habit, yes, yeah, you're you're wrong. <laughs> no, no, I'm, wow. I'm a ladino, you okay. know, okay, yeah, and Jenny. Sure, whatever, you know. (laughs) But over the time, you know, uh, Jenny showed me she's very aware of the justice, racial justice. And uh, because of her, I have learned so many things, Mm -hmm. so many things, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, So, and that lead me to, I need to write something. I need to write a reflection Mm -hmm. between, you know, us as a Ladinos and uh, how we can treat better the indigenous people in my country.
1: Paco, that... I, I can't wait, and I hope that you make the time, and, and God provides you the yeah. time to be able to to write that because I think um, that's another um, you know story and voice that needs to be heard. Um, in closing, I, I think what keeps coming to mind there's a uh, there's a Christian song. It just it's He knows my name. You know, mm. I have a father, I mm. have a Maker. He knows my heart. He knows my name, mm. and it was read recently at. Um, we had a memorial service for someone who w- has spent most of his life, most of his adult life homeless and, and mm. struggled with some significant um, mental health challenges. But, you know, that was read a- at his memorial because, um, it, you know, just as a reminder that he knows all of our names. And um, yep. we are, you know, your father is um, identified as a um, you know, child of God. and yep. um, And in that yep. moment with Jenny, he was truly i think maybe made to feel a, a taste of of what he's reveling in right now
0: yeah <laughs> yep, yep yep so
1: paco thank you so much for Absolutely. being here today yes. and those of you listening and espanol is every sunday every at
2: sunday 10:45 at the chapel here in the brookfield campus
1: wonderful music <laughs> too i hear all right
0: so I really enjoyed being able to take a bit of a back seat and just listen to this interview with Shannon and Paco. And for me, obviously, the first thing that sticks out is just how amazing it was to hear about how his dad had this redemptive moment uh, with Paco's wife, Jenny. And the fact that part of his identity, part of his upbringing that was, for him, shameful and looked down upon in his culture, she was able to to lift up, to honor and I think there's just so much that we can learn from that. And I'm also excited that Paco is going to be going on this journey of writing about this. Uh, what can we learn from this? What is God trying to teach him and us um, through things like this? Hopefully we can have Paco back on when he's a little farther um, with writing this out and we can see what, what what he is unpacking, what he is hearing and learning from God about his upbringing and about what it means to be a Cajon. But in conclusion, I just wanted to encourage you uh, to keep tuning in to the next podcast we have coming out. I think they're going to be really good, and I'm excited to finally release some of the stories that are interviews we've recorded, but haven't gotten out there live yet. And I also want to encourage you to go check out Elmbrook and Espanol and sit in that congregation and meet people from many different walks of life and learn from them. Uh, learn about their background and their heritage, Uh, be curious, and yeah, I guess simply put, be curious. And this has been What in the World.